go straight into the word today. So much is going around, around the world and around us at this time that can really upset our peace, that can really uh, plunge us into that anxiety that we want to shake free of. Psalm 46 says this, The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. But then it goes on and says that God's voice thunders. I want to tell you something. We have a voice that is thundering over the chaos, that is speaking loud, and it says the earth melts. Basically, he's not trying to you know, uh, uh, vaporize us. He's talking about the things that, that consume and cause our thinking to be uh, on the way down. Verse, verse 7 of Psalm 46 says, The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. And I want to I tell you today that uh, when it comes to these, um, the spirit of anxiety, we've got we've to claim Psalm 46 and, and say, well, it doesn't matter what chaos the world may be in right now, the Lord is thundering into my world. He's thundering into my, into my situation and my circumstances, into our churches and right across our nation. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. I just love that. So Jesus is our fortress here tonight. So here tonight, I really want us to get our eyes focused beyond the things that are consuming us, beyond the things that, that are on our minds and onto our fortress, who is Jesus. So the, I don't, it doesn't matter what it is that has been uh, against you. It doesn't matter what circumstances you've come from all the way through your life. These awakened times are to break us free from the past and set us on a new path for the future. So part of that is in October, God's been stirring in my heart again from the start of the year about uh, having a prayer and fasting day in October. And uh, I found in Nehemiah chapter 9, it talks about the, the 31st of October, that the people began to fast and began to pray, to cry out to God. Now we know 31st of October is, is a, a day that, uh, they celebrate Halloween. Well, we're going to celebrate a different thing. We're going we're to press into God that day. It happens to be a Sunday this year. So I want to tell you something. That Sunday, uh, and I don't want you to get freaked out or get, or, or, or get concerned about this, that Sunday we're going to dedica dedicate ourselves to the house of God. And we, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but we're going to push through on that Sunday. We're going to pray better. We're going to worship more. And we're going to promote that day, not for Halloween, not for, for um, you know, witches and other things. We're going to promote that day as a day of the Holy Ghost power because God's people are going to come together and they're going to fast that day. They're going to pray for God for breakthrough over our nation. I think that's going to be something significant, October 31st this year. Don't miss it. So I just want to encourage you about that one. So um, I want to talk to you today from uh, Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. And uh, I, I want us to uh, be awakened to our purpose. I want you to be awakened to your purpose in life. So um, I'll just read this out to you. There's a, a little bit of scripture here. It's um, not, uh, 11 verses here from Mark chapter 2. It says, When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back. Uh, verse 2, Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with, vis with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door. So while he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. 
seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking, so he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or stand up, pick up your mat, and walk? So I'll prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. I want to tell you something. If you've got a belt on, you tighten your belt, church, or you you do up your buttons a little bit tighter because I want you to get ready for a season where you're going to say, I've never seen anything like this before. So we want to step into a new, a new future, a new way, a new expectation, a new revelation of the things of God. And uh, I believe it's going to be just like those people who, who said, we've never seen anything like this before. So in this story, though, I want us, to, 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 I want us to, to take a few moments to think about some things and think about the four who carried the one to Jesus. And I know this year our theme is all about the one. And I know this is not a theme that is just this year. This is going to be a lifestyle, a culture, a foundation stone of our church that we're going to, we're on the journey of transitioning our focus from our comfort, from our, from our, you know, our preferences as believers to God's focus and God's purpose, and that is for the lost who don't know Jesus. So can we think of those four who carried the one to Jesus? Their purpose was awakened by the need of another. And I, I believe we need to have a purpose reawakening in, in this season of our lives so that we start to see the needs of somebody else, of another. So four friends went after one. I, I think they were friends. So their hunger to see a miracle was selfless. They had a selfless desire to say, well, we've heard. We, we, we believe that Jesus is doing some amazing things, but we're, we're going to be selfless at this time, and we're going to do something for someone. And so their compassion for the condition of someone else was their awakened moment. And there's going to be awakened moments in your life that you've got to be ready for and uh, be willing to action. So there is a travesty in this story couple actually number one the house was filled with crowd with a crowd of onlookers now that house I want to I want to put to you is the church not just this church every church because every Sunday all around the world all around Australia uh, in most places there's, there's a crowd of onlookers there's people in church and they were wanting to be close to Jesus they were wanting to hear Jesus they were all there for the same purpose they want to be close to Jesus it's not a bad thing um but what I want you to see, the travesty, is not one of them moved to let the guy in the stretcher in. Wow. And you know something? We don't want to be that kind of a church. You don't want to be that kind of a believer that when someone needs to get close to the presence of God, you're saying, well, this is my car park. This is my seat. This is my church. 
You know, something you've got to say, well, if it's going to make, make way for someone who's on a stretcher, well, then I'll make a way for that to happen. I'll let them in. Now, now there's, there's, the thing is, there's people on all kinds of stretchers. I mentioned before, there's the anxiety stretcher, there's, there's a, the insecurity stretcher, there's the fear stretcher, there's all kinds of stretchers that people are on these days that may not cripple them physically, but they're crippled spiritually. And the focus of the church is to allow people to be healed spiritually. And I believe also we're going to see physical miracles as well. And we, not, we want to stir our faith to th- see those things. The other travesty is there were religious people there to find something to criticize. You know, it just sounds like church. Again, don't be that one. But the religious people were there to find something to criticize. So I want to give you just some quick keys. We're not going to be long in preaching, but we do want to pray for people. Um, I think we'll, we'll, we will ask for a response and get people to come down the front if you need prayer. And we're going to see God touch people touch people tonight in a very special way. Who love to worship? Who love just go, going, going free in that stuff? It was, it's awesome. I loved it. Okay, I'll give you three keys to make the most of awakened moments. Now, they're not in any order of priority. They're just keys that are random, in random order. But I want you to, to be uh, inspired right now to begin to, to begin to expect your own personal awakened moments. Some of you, I think, are already on that, are already on that trajectory. Some of you here already are thinking, well, something suddenly changed in my life. And I know that God is, is, is already awakening things. So I want you to, to continue to believe. You haven't made it yet. There's still more, and there's still much more. So the first thing we need is resolve. Now, resolve means to have a, a, a firm determination to do something. It's not just, well, I thought about it. You know, sometimes you think, I just thought about it, but I didn't actually do it. It was a great thought, but I didn't, I didn't actually do it. So these four men, we're, we're looking at them in the story. Their personal commitment to get their friend to Jesus was above and beyond what was normal. It was above and beyond what was reasonable. So they had a resolve. It seems to me that they had a resolve that went beyond what's normal. And I've never tried to get someone on a stretcher who's, who's laying on a stretcher onto a roof, but I would say it probably would take some effort. They, would have, they, they needed some resolve to say, we're going to, we're going to get him there, no matter what it takes. Now, you can't make a hole in the roof without resolve. So to settle a, a, an issue, a, a resolve, when you resolve something, it means you've settled the issue. And they did whatever it would take to settle the issue for their friend and for his life. Now, awakened moments in our circumstances, in our situations, change everything. It changes our perspective. It changes our, our, our walk, our talk. What things were important to us, it changes everything. So I want to stir within people here today, faith, and not, not just today, but every awakened night that we have, that we're stepping into new things, that we're expecting God's going to speak to us in, in clearer ways. But bringing people to Jesus requires resolve. These four had an awakened moment, and their awakened moment would have been, if we can get our friend in front of Jesus, 
then he's going to get healed. That was a good resolve to have. So, okay, that's awesome. But he can't get there by himself. Could you imagine them saying, hey, if you could just get to Jesus, you could be healed. But they know that he can't get there on, on, on his own. So something stirred within them. They had an, the first awakened moment they had was, if we can get him to Jesus, God's going to touch him. He's going to get healed. So their resolve, their resolve got him on a mat, carried him through town. So we just think of that moment that he's lowered down, they broke a hole in the roof, there he is. But how did he get there? How far did they have to carry him? They would have had to, they would have had to take him through the street and, and walk, walk through the crowds of people carrying their friend on a stretcher. I, I think if I was on the stretcher, I'd be going, hey, I'm a little bit embarrassed right now. This is a little bit confronting for me. Um, everyone's looking at my weakness. Everyone's looking at my crippleness. You know, just leave me at home. But they took him through the, through the town. And they got to where Jesus was, but the crowd was too much. These men would not allow the situation to stop them. That word resolve, powerful word. They had another awakened moment. When they got there and they said, we can't even get close to the house. I mean, somehow they got close enough. And then there was another awakened moment. And they said, let's get on the roof. We're not going to take no for an answer. Because you know what? There are people who come into come into the presence of Jesus and there's, there's a crowd saying, no, no room for you. You're not getting in. They had a resolve. They had an awakened moment. Let's get on the roof. Let's do something, something uh, radical right now. And so the next awakened moment, they, they, they cut a hole in the ceiling. They broke the roof. And another awakened moment, they said, we're going to lower our paralyzed friend right down in front of Jesus. We're just going to get some rope and tie, tie it to this mat. And we're, going to, we're going to drop him right down in front of Jesus. And let's see what happens. See, awakened moments need resolve. And I want to tell you something. If you're going to be crying out to God saying, Lord, I need an awakening. Lord, I need you to do something in me. Then you've got to start to put, you've got to start to put action to the awaken and you'll see God do a miracle. It, it, it's not, well, okay, I've got these great thoughts. Hey, pastor, make them happen. No. You start walking. There are, no, there are those who need someone who can intervene for them, like that crippled man. Stand up for them, carry them. Resolve to do something for someone. When you have that kind of a resolve, you'll see lives change around you. The second thing they had was synergy. It's a powerful word. It's unity of purpose. When church operates in synergy, moments of awaken become moments of the miraculous. So we want to be a church that sees miracles, then we've got to be a church that has synergy, that works together, that doesn't fight against itself, but works together. These four took control of the problem around a common mission. They got a strategy, and they didn't stop until their crippled friend was in front of Jesus. You see, synergy of purpose gets results. Combined effort for greater effect. That's what synergy is all about. It's combined effort that what you can do on your own is magnified, it's amplified, it's, it's, uh, it's bigger than what you could do by yourself. And these guys had four, time bigger, four times bigger you know, effect because they worked together to bring their friend to Jesus. You need synergy. They lowered the man down to Jesus 
that would have been the hardest part. You would have thought, heck, carrying him down the street was hard. Getting him out of the house was hard. Getting him on the roof was hard. But you, could you imagine four people hanging onto a rope, lowering someone? Not just, oh. You've you got to lower him down carefully. There's a strain on your back, strain on your legs. You've got rope burn. They're stretching their bodies to the limit to lower someone by rope safely. But I want to tell you something, you can't do that without the synergy of everyone working together. Their unity of purpose, their synergy created the opportunity for Jesus to heal. You know something? Jesus didn't have the opportunity to heal him because the crowd was stopping him getting in, but they allowed the opportunity for Jesus. Do you know you have the power to create an opportunity for someone to be touched by Jesus? Think about that. Let that sink in. That's a powerful, powerful little idea there. He came in laying on the stretcher and walked out carrying it. Think about that for a minute. He came in on the stretcher and walked out carrying it. It says the onlookers were stunned. Can I just have the musicians join me back again, please? The third thing we need for our awakening is faith. Now, faith believes what hasn't happened yet, but could happen. Faith believes what you haven't got yet, but, but you could have. So it says in verse 5, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. See, their faith started not at the, uh, their faith started the moment they started carrying the one. That's when their faith started. Faith isn't in the carrying, but it's in carrying to Jesus. So you need to know that because sometimes we think, well, I'm being a really good Christian because I'm carrying everybody. I'm carrying their needs. I'm carrying their burdens. I'm, 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 I'm carrying their hurt. I'm carrying their pain. I'm carrying their, their concerns. I'm carrying them all. But you know, that's not faith unless you're carrying that with them to Jesus. You don't need to carry anything. It's not your burden to carry. Never was. Was never intended to be. So you need to carry those things to Jesus. Carry them to Jesus. The onlookers were stunned because they'd never seen anything like this before. The four on the roof weren't stunned because they got what they were expecting. They got what they were expecting. They got what their faith suggested and their effort was rewarded. When they saw that he walked out, they knew that it was worth it. When they saw him rolling up that mat, they said, yes, that was worth it. That was worth coming today. That was worth the humiliation of taking him down the street. It was worth trying to get him out of the bedroom, out of the house, down, down the sidewalk, down, down to the house, up on the roof. It was worth it because they're awakened. Their awakened moment became his awakening, became his miracle, became his breakthrough, became his life change. So in the story, we need to ask ourselves, where am I in that kind of a story? Maybe you're the one on the stretcher. That's okay, your miracle's coming. I want you to believe that. Your miracle is coming if you're the one on the stretcher. You're needing a breakthrough. You're needing a change. You're needing 
God to intervene in your situation. And maybe you came to church because you had a few friends come talk, talk to you about it. You came along and, and they, in effect, carried you here. And you're on a stretcher right now. There could be you know, any number of stretchers that you feel you're, you're, you're on at the moment. But that's okay. Your miracle is coming. You just stay in front of Jesus long enough and be in His presence. You'll get close enough and your breakthrough will come. Maybe there'll be lots of small breakthroughs, maybe one big major one, but who knows what stage. Get close to the presence of Jesus. Maybe you're carrying the one on the stretcher. I want to tell you something, your faith will be rewarded. I want to encourage people to carry people. I want to encourage you to look out for the one, the lost one, the broken one, the hurting one, the crippled one who can't get there by themselves and, and, and bring them. You know, there's one thing to invite people to the house of God. There's another thing to bring them. Imagine if those four guys said, hey, we gave you an invitation. We heard Jesus was coming. Here's your invitation card. Got it specially printed. So it's on Facebook too. You should look. Even there's, you, 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 you'll find us, www. There's Jesus at the house. An invitation, that's nice they went and awakened further and they brought him to the house where Jesus was. They carried him to the house. But I want to tell you something, your faith will be rewarded when you're a bringer to the presence of Jesus. In the crowd, there was the onlookers that didn't move. That's not okay. That's never okay. We need to be those we're either on a stretcher and we're wanting Jesus to help us or we're bringing others to the presence of Jesus. Can we stand to our feet today? <clears throat> I'm just going to pray right now. I just ask you and invite you to raise your hands as I pray this prayer. Because I want to speak something over our church. I want to speak something over your life. I want to see awakenings happening in our world all the time. I want to see awakening, awakenings happen in your life that are going to inspire you. You might be thinking, God's speaking to me. I'm, I'm, I'm awakening to something. It's a thought. It's an idea. It's people that, that need to be reached. It's people who need help. And you're having an awakening. God wants you to, to stir that. God wants you to hear that, refine that, make it clear. Be the church, be the person that has a resolve. Don't just have an idea, but resolve to do something. Be the church of synergy that gathers around others that says, hey, we can do this together. Find others that you can work alongside that will see the same, the same burden that you see. That's where synergy comes from. And you start to say, we're going to walk together. We're going to serve together. We're going to reach others together. And the other is be the church of faith. Be the church of faith. Be the person who says, I know that God can be the answer. I know that God can make the difference. I know the Holy Spirit can break through in this situation, activating faith. So what we're going to do today, I just pray over all those areas, Lord God, for synergy. Lord, for, for resolve and for faith to be our portion here in this church. I pray right now there'd be deposits of that 
resting upon people here today in Jesus' name.